Welcome to Locker Room Talk with Gabby and Jen. Woohoo! Welcome back, Woo-hoo. everybody. Um, <laughs> first of all, thank you to everyone who has listened so far. As of right yes. now, when we're recording, only the first real episode is out, but I think people are enjoying it, which is exciting for us. <laughs> we're like, we hope, we pray that you're enjoying it yeah it feels like so exciting I feel like we've gotten some good feedback already and yeah I mean more than anything I feel like we're like we're doing this for fun we're excited about it and we're just like brain dumping every episode and this one is going to be spicy we're putting it all on the table it's gonna be spicy and it's gonna be feisty that's for sure um so yeah today we'll dive into it in a second but today's episode we're talking about the three things that you, well, for Gabby, hate being asked as a single person. Asked or And told. three things. Yes. yes, yes. Asked or told, good point. And three things um, that I hate being asked as a married person. But I also, when I was thinking about this, Gabby, I was like, this could go for anyone in any relationship. It doesn't have to be that you're you're married. Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah, it'll the be feelings are coming out. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to hear um what you have to say. But wait, before we get into that, I've been meaning to tell you this. So okay, so for context, everybody, I went to bar class for the first time on Monday and was like, holy shit, <laughs> this is very hard. Um, as expected, which is why I've never <laughs> gone. I don't like doing things that are that I'm not good at. <laughs> So then naturally, Jen, the next day I was like, I'm teaching a double, I'm teaching bar and then spin, which I normally go to the Tuesday night spin class anyway. So she's like, do you want to come? And, and it was not like, Monday. It was not my bar class. Just no, no. It, yeah, it was, it was else. Yeah. And I was like, fine, I guess I'll give <laughs> it a try, that. even though I'm very sore. So a couple, a couple things have stemmed from this bar class. First of all, <laughs> we're okay. When Jen and I work out slash together slash we are in classes, she's teaching spin. There's a bit of banter that goes on. Yeah. Like, I give a level of sass that keeps things fun and spicy. I keep it honest. If you listened to our intro episode, you know that like Jen appreciates the feedback <laughs> I provide Always. during class. So picture- I forget there's other people in the in, I'm in the audience. We're like in the audience. We're like zoning. So picture on zoning. Tuesday, I'm at the bar. We're playing. First of all, I've never played a fucking day in my life. We're playing. Wait, also, I made you move your spot. Gabby, first of all, tries yeah. to come in and like hide behind the weights basically I was like bitch what are you doing she's like not even she's facing the fucking wall she's not even facing a mirror I'm like move why (laughs) it's not my fault why why aren't there mirrors all around 360 I didn't I didn't build a studio I mean (laughs) I don't think I I don't think I could deal with um a 360 view of myself so you know it is what it is but um so we're, we'd like had done the whole right side and then we move over to the left and Jen was like, does it, doesn't this feel nice? And I go, no. <laughs> and everyone looks at me and is silent and is probably like, who is this fucking bitch who has never been to class and oh just God. told Jen that no, I mean, it didn't feel good. It was hard. I wasn't lying. <laughs> But um, the reception was not the same as it normally is in spin class when I'm providing that. <laughs> yeah, cycle class. people are far more vocal and like woo girls and bar people. It's it's so funny. It's like you know now that you've taken a bar class, like people are much quieter in a bar yeah. class. I feel like because like the lights are on, there's nowhere to hide. You're <laughs> like you know what I mean. If you're doing cycle, like uh, people, yes, you can tell. But like if you change your resistance, if you sit in the saddle, like it's all it's all good. Yeah. Whereas in bar, if you are 
not only not doing the bar movements, but if you're like offbeat, it's like very obvious, but it's okay. Right. But, you know, I ask people, I always check in regardless of the class. How's everyone feeling? How are we doing? And just hearing Gabby, not just be like, yeah, not well. It was like, no, the most, yeah, like, the, the, the man I was like, I, I was also like, Gabby, that, that was you, right? Because I'm like, I had never heard you talk in that tone before. And then Nashley, I almost said, now we're going to do 500 more plies because of this sass over here. And then I just marched right over to you and I was like, what's happening over here? <laughs> and I always say this too. I, if I pick on you, it's, it means I love we're you. close friends. Yeah. That's, I love what I tell, that's what I tell myself. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when she comes around during spin and she's like, add more resistance. I'm like the resistance. Actually, no, you don't really do that during spin. But when I've been to your yeah. shred class a couple of times, mm. there was, yes, I, I there was this one time where we were doing, um, lunges like to either side in a row and I just didn't know yep. how much I could do on the row I don't do shoulders all the time and you go uh-uh Gabby more weights <laughs> not heavy enough <laughs> I was like and just for the record I will if I don't know the person I'll always check in like how does this feel like right you know in an encouraging way I'm never going to be that type of person that's going to get in your face and like yell at you but with Gabby I obviously know you so well because you take my classes. We also work out together. Yes, so yes. when I see you pick up 10, a 10 pound set for a lunge to an upright row, I'm like, what's happening? Are you are well? We, like, I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. So I'm the, like, the, and then the, no. thought, the thought there is though, that I don't do high volume yes, it's high, totally. often. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, I'm not yep. going to start out with an 18 pound and yep. not oh, know if yeah. I can do it. And this is a problem, but I don't like doing things that I don't think I can do in full. And that's something I know I need yep. to get over. So like the idea of picking up weights that I'm not going to be able to do for the full set, like, oh, I'd rather full start set. lower and then switch yep. up. Or this is like, it'll happen often in spin class when we're sprinting. I can yeah. feel that I can go faster, like over the double time. But then I'm like, well, realistically, can you hold that for the whole thing? And then like, what does it fucking matter if you have to back yeah. down? But that's back my off. problem. Yeah. 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 yeah In off. our like competitive. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, especially with like strength training, like you, it's great to have like a warm up set, right? So mm. like if we're doing this circuit, like three to four times through, and I usually coach it that way, right? Like start with a weight that you feel comfortable with, yeah. just especially with a um, group fitness class with strength, right? A lot of it's like big compound movements where you're working, like it's like almost like a sequence in one. So more than just a compound movement of being like a deadlift, right? Like if it's like a deadlift to a back row, right? You mm -hmm. want to think about something that's going to complement both exercises. And it's totally different from like what you would do, quote unquote, like on the fitness floor. Because like you said, it's much higher rep, it's lower weight. And a lot of those classes are like to tempos. You're working yes. at a faster tempo. Maybe there's pulses, right? You're building more time under tension. Um, so there's all of those elements to consider. So I agree. It's like get the, whatever the, um, you know, formatting is in down and that way, you know, okay, when I finish that minute long of that, you know, uh, deadlift to row or whatever it was like those last 10 seconds, if you are feeling that firing feeling like you're Gucci, Good. that's the right way. But yeah. if you're like, Oh, I'm totally fine by the end, go heavier. If you were burning out 30 seconds in the weight's too heavy. So yeah. those are kind of like, like just general gauges you can use, but yeah, I know in cycle it's, the the runs I mean most courses are like 30 seconds long but yeah there's no harm in being like I'm gonna try this I'm gonna do it for 15 seconds and if I need to tap out after that like all yeah good. which is like what I need to get better at telling myself but I just 
I'm like, I need to be able to do it the whole time through. Not for runs. It happens more for sprints in the saddle. Yeah. Where I'm like, well, if people can see that I'm I'm backing off on my because you're like I'm front and center. Need. Yes, I'm front and center. I picture you in your head like this, like run, bitch, run, run, bitch. <laughs> oh, literally. Which, by the way, no one fucking cares. Like, no one's looking at me. Like, I no don't cares. think everyone's watching us themselves. Yeah. Oh, yes, for everyone's sure. Conceded. But obviously, <laughs> I'm up there like, oh my god, everyone's gonna notice if I like need to take a breather yeah, or if I slow just down me. yeah it's, it's <laughs> you and, my, and myself I think I said this to you one time or it was in the group chat with our friend Michelle I think of spin classes like dance dance revolution where like every time you hit a move yeah. you got a point and you got a score mm-hmm. at the end. there are some spin classes where I'm like I just I got like a solid 97 percent that was great and there are some where I'm like yeah. that was more like an 85 that was not but yeah. like for some reason my yeah. brain but that's so true that's so true because it's like in order but I say this all the time right it's like in order to hit like 97 percent or whatever like you have to have those days that you're at like a 60 an 80 whatever because that way when you do hit those days you're like oh my god such a good yeah and if every workout was like that, then it would just be like, this is just average baseline. So it's yeah. good to have that like fluctuation. Honestly. And obviously every class is different. There are some classes that there are more runs in where I feel okay. I'm more fresh leg or there are yep. some classes that are more strength training or, you know, more, more hill climbs. I could do that. Obviously yeah. I, I'm not going to get like a hundred percent every single time or whatever, but it's just my brain yep. literally when I'm in there imagines that I'm in like a dance dance revolution but like I hand you a scorecard at the end of every class just to you oh my goodbye everybody (laughs) I gotta come out I gotta leave Um, I gotta go uh, that was great so how how was far now that was um this face Friday I can like I can definitely feel my glutes but so the other thing that I was okay. gonna say was that I went home and showered and remembered that I had a laser appointment the next day for my my little petunia Ooh. so I had to shave so then I am one leg up on my single legs back. wait wait I need to pause for one second because me and Ethan call each other petunia <laughs> Um, that is what that is what I have referred to as my little girl since I think probably college. I don't know how that started. She's Petunia. I am dead. Oh, that's funny. Oh, now I'll think of you. I don't know why. Now- <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, not good. We are one. We are one. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm like one leg up trying to get all up in there, switching legs. Cause like, I don't, I never want to show up to a laser appointment and have patches and her be like, are you so dumb? You don't know how to shake yourself. I'm like, no, that's not it. I'm just, it's hard. It's there's hard. a lot, there's a lot going on down there. And so I'm like, then I'm getting down into like a plie, like a very low squat, like getting all up in there. And I was like, I guess it's good that I'm warmed up for class from class, but I am a little sore doing this. And I was like, what is my life right now? What is my like, like, why do I have to do a, yet another plie and like hold it? Yeah, <laughs> except now, to, like, like now in the down shower. Inch, down yeah, inch, exactly. Yeah. I'm like down, down, down. Oh my god! And then turns out <laughs> that I got there, um, and I didn't even actually have a Brazilian scheduled. I only had underarm scheduled, but I figured that. Wait, out. why are you shaving before a wax? No, no, laser, not wax. Oh, you're supposed to shave before a laser. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Got to gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I feel like shaving. Or a wax is counter. It defeats the purpose. <laughs> Later, yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No. yeah. No, no. While I was wet, the, all the years that I waxed, I did not shave. A razor yeah. did not come near my little petunia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god. Someone needs to invent, like, but now I'm on it. Now I'm thinking of this. Like, someone needs to actually invent, like, a like a step stool situation that like helps people shave in a shower because the amount of times I've almost like wiped out on my face, you know, it's, it's treacherous and you have water. Pour, it's just like how to, how to, you know, break your neck in a shower. Yeah. Also the like there's just, yeah. First of all, yes. The things that we do. And yeah. also there's just a lot of angle. I don't know. I, I kind of just, my mm-hmm. method now is like 360. Like I kind of just hit every angle that I possibly can and just like swipe, swipe, swipe and hope that that takes care of everything also because so I waxed for so long this is not I didn't mean to yeah. talk about this, but I did I waxed for like probably five years so I didn't shave at all for five Ever. years and then one day was like I'm so fucking over this I'm gonna laser and then yep. me staring at my razor being like huh? how do you do this I'm like 13 again trying to learn how to shave down there life is hard life is hard yeah no we're all just trying our best we're being uh, a being a lady is not easy mm no, it's it is not. And that kind of ties in right into like being a lady is not easy, single or in a relationship. Yeah, no, it's true. It's a, it's a hard life out here. Uh, hard life out there. Yeah. So when you texted me and we're like, I want us to talk about three mm. top three things that are said to you us hate. or that you yep. hate to hear. And mm-hmm. at first I thought, I don't know what I'm going to say. And then I was like, wait a minute. What do I do? Yeah, you text me back within probably two to three minutes. Oh, but in my head, that felt like one hour. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. And then suddenly the juices flowed and I was like, okay, I've got I it. But I, ha- I had to write it down because I, kn- I knew that if I showed up Same. today, just assuming my brain would remember, it would not. It would not remember. Yes. No, I, I, it's, it's, yes, it's good to have things like, like little notes written down, but I was the same way when I texted you this idea, I didn't have what I was going to say, but then it was like, right after I texted you, same idea. I was like, bing, bing, boom. I got, I got my my touch points. I'm I'm ready to fire off. I'm ready. Ready to fire off. All right. How do we want to do this? Do you want to do your, do you want, we'll take turns doing one and one or should I go? Yeah, let's do one and one. Let's do one and one. Let's do that. Okay. Um, Okay, so one of the things that really fucking grinds my gears when mm-hmm. I talk to people who are generally it happens to people that are in relationships that will I'll be talking to and complaining about the fact that I'm single. Maybe you're just too picky. Uh, oh. Oh. What, do oh. you be picky? You're like, yes, you're right. If I was fine with dating a dodo bird. Sure, <laughs> I would be in a relationship, but at what cost? Because I'm dating a dodo. Yes. I don't understand. And there's like, there's a line, right? There's definitely a line between, you know, having, let's say, unrealistic expectations out of the people that you're dating, mm-hmm. or, you know, when you first start dating them, not giving them enough of a chance to really get to know them. I get it. I get yeah. it. But when people say, like, oh, maybe you're just too picky, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Is it, um, since I'm the only one that's left single, I should just accept anybody that tosses a like at me on the app so that I'm not single. I would like, say we talked about those two conversations from Bumble that you had, like that's the pickings out there. So like be fucking picky. Can you imagine if you settled for either of those, like that conversation? I was, was like, hey, one. sure. Yeah. Want to yeah, go for a, uh, uh, want to go for a drink after they put in no effort. I'm putting in all the effort. Like I just, yeah. it's just no, yeah. but it, I get it. I don't, but I get it when people say it <laughs> meaning well, 
but I'm like, you don't understand what it's like out totally. here. And also for me, like I've been so single for so long that I'm like, you think at this point I'm going to bother giving up like my independence and my good life and all this shit to be with someone that's like mediocre at best for what, what do I get right. out of that? I like maybe right. get laid if I'm lucky, like, right. that's not all. like, no, no, thank you. So yeah, that was, I don't that was my first one. Yeah, that's a. I mean, I don't blame you at all. And I think that's like, it's like, if anything, it's like, be picky, be selective. Like, why does that change when you're, you know, at a certain age or whatever that age may be right in people's minds? It's like, be fucking selective, be picky, especially if it's someone or something that you're like, I'm feeling pressure to like, have this be something that's long lasting. Like, yeah, Um, I don't blame you at all. Yeah. Um, This is kind of my first point. I mean, I'm going to kind of my second point will kind of like, uh, be a like tangent off of this but I just feel like you know I felt like this when I was dating Ethan and then engaged it's like people are never like happy for you where you're at you know? mm. like I feel like you're <laughs> dating someone and they're asking when you're getting engaged you're engaged you're asking when are you getting married um like when Ethan and I got engaged like the second we got engaged literally the next day people asking if we'd book the venue and I felt so much pressure Ow. to like have my ducks in a row right away and then you know same idea then like you're married and then people are asking you like when are you buying a house when are you have kids like all of these mm-hmm. things so that's like my first just like initial point I'm gonna dive into the one that like really grinds oh, my yeah. gears in like a second but um I just feel like people need to be less pushy with their own thoughts and feelings like honestly about their own life and stop like for portray- not portraying that stop Projecting. um projecting that on like other people and like let people be happy at each stage of their life at each stage of their relationship because things go by so fast in real life yeah and that's so true it's that's so it's so important to be like let's just focus on being present in this relationship in this engagement in this marriage well and that's like, so easy yeah. to do just in general and outside of relationships to always be looking forward to the next thing the next vacation yeah. the next weekend the next you know yeah. kind of like the exciting things which is great there is something to be said about that but at the same time then you're kind of wishing away the time right now like I know in the yeah. winter I'm always like oh my god I can't wait for it to be summer but I've made it in the last couple of years really tried to make it a point to do things in the winter that I enjoy doing so that I'm right. enjoying that time and I'm not feeling like I'm sitting around on my thumbs waiting for someone to come around for me to then be happy mm. but it's it's the same thing like it let me enjoy the phase of my relationship that I'm in right now before we get engaged yeah. I think some of it is you know people I think but for lack of other conversation, we'll ask those things as, you know, it's yeah. the logical timeline of things. You're you're engaged. So when mm-hmm. are you going to get married? It's like a, a logical conversation point, but without realizing how much stress that that puts on other people. Yeah. And also like, it really perpetuates the like stereotype around relationships like or or that's not what I'm trying yes. to say it perpetuates the idea that like you the final goal is marriage kids house, marriage, like right. yes yes obviously I'm excited and to I'm like this isn't the 60s this. anymore yeah. like there are so many different like you know career milestones like people want to hit and like it's just we live in such a different world so why are we trying to hold on to a unrealistic scenario that we think is so cookie cutter that everyone's going to fit into and it's like let people just live their life and enjoy it at their own time and like in their own way 
and everyone's different. Like I have a friend who was with her boyfriend, um, for years and years and years. And people would say, when are you getting engaged? When are you getting engaged? And she was like, we literally don't care to, she was like, that'll be a milestone that we plan to do before a couple of others, but we're not at the point where we feel the need to do that. And it's not like, that's not defining my relationship. And then of course there are people who want to make, you know, make those moves and get engaged and get married. And that's totally fine too. But when you ask people those kinds of questions, you meet, you kind of like force them to explain why or why not they want that to be next, which isn't fair either. Like what if you didn't ever want to get married? You just like didn't right. believe in, in, in marriage. And someone's asking you, when are you going to yep. get married? And you're like, we actually don't believe in it. And then you have to talk to a random person. Then you have to, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I don't owe you this. I don't owe right. you this explanation, mm-hmm. but you almost feel like you're like on the chopping block to like, give your full life spiel then to this person and like I can stop and shop yeah and again I get it like right exactly and I get it like you know it's like wedding stuff it's always so fun to talk about you know oh my god where's your venue blah blah whatever I get it but um, obviously it's frustrating all right yeah hit me with your second point no you hit me your second point are you sure does your segue better into your second point well okay so my second point is really just like and this I feel like can get like emotional is I really get annoyed with people asking me when I'm going to have kids mm. and it's not asking me if I'm having kids, right. it's asking me when. when. So first of all, this is a very personal question. And then the second thing is the fact that there's the assumption in the question like that just really irks me. And, you know, it's totally different if it's a close friend or even like some of my clients have become friends like I'm really close with or like family, you know, it's different if it's being asked in a way where it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like with care, but just like the amount of random people that have like almost like told me when I should be having kids. Um, and a lot of the times it's in the same circle of this person is like bitching about their kids. And then they're like, oh wait, till so you have God. kids. Like there's nothing more annoying to me. Like, don't assume, and, th- and this is the thing, like, I have had friends and clients that have really struggled with getting pregnant. Well, that's what I was going to say, IVF. right. Yeah, I'm like, you never know what someone's going through, and, like, how dare you assume this and ask this, like, I, I am not someone that, like, is going through IVF or, F- IVF or anything like that, but I can't even imagine what it would feel like if I had just, you know, suffered a miscarriage, or mm-hmm. if I had, you know, been trying to get pregnant. It's like, that's not something I would, same idea, like, owe you that response or owe you that um you know full explanation so I think people just need to stop asking it and it's definitely more so directed to women right that type of question there is just this expectation you will be a mom you will get pregnant you will have kids whatever and what you're doing right now in your life is like not enough like that's how I personally take it and like I am obviously very very career oriented right now but even that aside, I'm like, this is a discussion and a like conversation decision for like, just me and Ethan, like, yeah. that is it. And no. like, I don't need to explain to the random person like at the gym in the locker room, <laughs> like when or when yeah. I may not be like having kids. So that is just like, I just don't think people think about um, that type of assumption, let alone the question in itself. And like, that's a narrative, like we have to change as a society because you've no idea like what people are going, not even what they're going through, but like what they ultimately want. Do you find that the people that are asking you that are people that are kind of like of an older generation that already have kids or Mm. is it people our age too that are asking, when are you planning to have kids? Because I do feel as if there has been a shift 
I agree. where it is more accepted now and more, you know, just kind of normal commonplace for women to say, yeah, I don't want to have children. I don't yeah. see that as something that I want to do, I- or, or maybe not, you know, by conventional ways, maybe I want to dub or, you know, like whatever the case may yeah. be. So I feel like our generation kind of gets that a little bit more, but so I'm curious yes. if you feel like it's more, it's skewed one way or another in terms of who's asking. Yes. Definitely. I feel like, you know, even like with conversations we've had or like friends, it's more of like, how are you feeling about like, you know, thinking about having kids or something? Yeah. Yeah. So in something like that, it's like, you know, I think a lot of women and a lot of people I know are kind of in the same boat, right? Like you're kind of describing um, where there is this bit of like a generational like shift in, you know, kids are something that like, it's a big decision, especially with like what's happening in our world and our country. Like there's a lot of, you know, every generation has its own um, struggles when it comes to just, you know, life and just raising kids. But there's a, I think there's a whole new level of like fear and awful things happening that you have to consider those things. Just like, I am very much a planner, but I do think it's more of the, you know, I don't want to say older generation, but people that already have kids Mm. and people that, yeah, they are in that older generations, whether you're younger with kids or you, you know, your kids are grown up or whatnot that's where I definitely get more of that. It's like usually from the parents that have like, you know, they have kids and that's where I'm like, you are literally in the middle of complaining about your children. And then (laughs) you're also asking me when I'm going to have kids. And like, I always feel bad for like, you know, I've had a fair amount of pregnant clients I've worked with and just like friends, like there's, I can't imagine this, but I'm like, if I were pregnant and someone was like, Oh, enjoy it now because wait till they're out. Like, you know, I think people say the most like, yeah idiotic things it's like let me right it's like let me enjoy the stage of pregnancy or newborn whatever it is right right I see that on TikTok a lot because I follow a couple of people who have just become moms or are moms of a couple kids or whatever and they talk about people saying oh just wait for this just wait Mm -hmm. for this phase just wait and it's like the phases yeah you're you're fear-mongering because you're making this person baby's a new mom be afraid about when their kid turns two their kid could be a fucking angel at two and then a Mm -hmm. monster at eight and be totally different which is besides the point like how does that I think some of it is like you were saying earlier about projection projecting some people love to make sure that people experience what they experience so that Mm -hmm. they're not alone so like a different example would be like if I'd gone like I went to grad school if I'd said oh grad school just you wait you're gonna be so exhausted you're gonna be doing all these things because that was what my experience was and I'm saying that to someone because my expectation is that they suffer in the same way because I've dealt with it exactly but that's bullshit that first of all, they might right. not. And also why, so would I, why would I wish that on right. anybody and yeah. people? Yeah. People definitely do that. And I like, I think with people asking like when you're going to be a mom, there are some people that genuinely feel so much joy and love and, and fulfillment from mm-hmm. being a mother. <laughs> and that's amazing. And however, they assume <laughs> there is an assumption that everyone will feel that way or yeah. that everyone feels like they need that part, that step of their life or whatever. Yeah. And for them, that may have been true, but that doesn't mean that for you or for other people, that that'll be true. You might not right. feel the desire to ever be a mother and still feel complete yeah. and fulfilled, but because someone feels that way, like, mm-hmm. well, you'll feel that way. No, you'll love them. And it's like, of course I'll yeah. love them, but that doesn't mean yes. that I need to do it. Yeah. 
or not yes. right now or not ever. Right. Like, I don't know. Get over it. Right. So exactly. No, that's so like, so spot on because it is, it's, and just how you phrase that, right? It's one thing if you're sharing your experience and without being asked for, right? Versus let's say I was like looking to have kids tomorrow. And then I was like asking someone that was like really pregnant or whatever, like that's different, right? Right. You're asking for feedback or you're asking for someone's experience. Yes. Right. It's like, we don't need no soliciting here. Mm -hmm. And it's, so I just, yeah, it's just the pressure is like, you know, accumulative for, I think once you're in your thirties, especially it's like, get, 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 get. And I'm like, just trying to do my best in life. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm doing what's best for me. Mm-hmm. I decide in seven years to figure out how to have kids or, in, I mean, first of all, science is phenomenal yeah. now. Science, and also yeah. it's yeah, not yeah. anyone's job. Also, I mean, financially, how but, oh, yeah. what your financial situation is or mental health, like what your mm-hmm. capacity is Priority. The yeah. this world, or your partners or what you want to pass on or trauma that you have. Like, there's just so much. So much. And I think it really just all comes down to people walking through life, assuming that everyone has the same experience on their same path yes, yeah. or whatever. And it's just, it's not true. And we'd be so much better off if people just realized that like my experience is unique to me mm-hmm. and it's not going to be yeah. the same for anybody else exactly. people don't think Let the same way it. as I do yeah yeah so. yeah I fully what's your um what's your point too <laughs> okay so my point too is it'll happen when you least expect it about meeting someone and like meeting my partner <laughs> and first of all when I least right now there's a man who's about to walk into this podcast and just soup you off your feet <laughs> They're actually breaking into my house and my security system is calling me to say, hello, <laughs> break in. Prince Charming uh, at your door. The idea, yeah, Prince Charming, as if it's actually my Amazon delivery driver and I'm saying, hello, you have packages, hello. You have packages for me. <laughs> for me. <laughs> but um, the idea, like when you least expect it, like, first of all, I am yes. 29 and single at this point. The, the expectation is pretty fucking slim some days. I'm like, I'm going to die alone. Um, but also, <laughs> like, what it, like what is that mean? When could I possibly least expect it? Over the mm-hmm. summer, it's 100 degrees and people aren't meeting. Like, what does, what, what does that actually possibly fucking mean? Like, yes, obviously, yeah. you get caught off guard when you meet someone. I get that. Mm-hmm. In, sure, in hindsight, oh, I didn't expect you know right you work out this person like yeah sure but like for me as the person on the side of it beforehand like what do you mean least expecting it I'm not expecting it anytime soon I'm not like September 1st yes friends do (laughs) like I don't I just I don't like I I will never be understand yeah yes oh it's no exactly I will never be expecting it I don't Maybe there are people out there that are single that have an expectation of like, oh, I yeah. turned 27 and I found a partner. I've listened. Those years are long gone for me. I, know. I don't, under, I just don't get what people could possibly mean by that. Or more importantly, how the fuck that could be reassuring mm-hmm. or make me feel better. Right. Well, I feel like this is the whole issue with like every romantic comedy out there, every Disney movie, every like, you know, anything that's surrounded with like finding your person, there is this like, 
ridiculous expectation, right? Mm. You're going to meet someone like in a coffee shop and you're going to drop your glasses and they're going to pick it up for you. And then they're going to kiss you. I'm just thinking this is an awful story as I'm making this. But even, but even in that situation, is that person least expecting it because they're at a coffee shop? Like what about that makes it that they're least expecting it? I think the only like, let's say if you're fresh off a breakup and you don't expect to be ready to meet someone okay Mm. maybe but I'm like that just does not apply to everybody I don't I don't get it I don't get it and it doesn't feel better also that like connotation that it's like you are not good enough as a single like I feel like that's like that's my next point so it's a perfect little segue okay go into it yeah yeah my (laughs) last thing that I really hate is that people will say things along the lines of like well you know, maybe just continue working on being the best version of yourself. And then, you know, someone will come on in and it's meant with such um, positive, you know, it's meant to be nice. It's like work on yourself, continue working on yourself. And first of all, we like, I'd like to think that I'm good as I am now of course I'm always actively working on bettering myself you know working out eating better like everyone should be trying to become sure the better version of themselves Mm -hmm. but to say that to me who's single makes me feel like the version that I am right now is not good enough to meet someone and like no offense I know people who are pretty fucking shitty who are in relationships so then it's like well then I'm searching within myself for reasons that maybe I'm not aware of that I'm not I'm not ready or I'm not like good enough because I'm like well there must be something I'm not seeing if people think that I need to continue working on myself and then someone will come on in also like not to mention there are people who meet their person when they're in high school and they grow together and evolve together why you know why should I have to go why why should I have to do that alone and become that quote-unquote best version of myself to then meet someone also I'm never going to become the best version of myself because the whole point is that I should always be actively working on bettering myself and evolving so I just quite don't understand (laughs) yeah I also feel like anyone that would say this to you clearly doesn't know you because I feel like that's something you say to someone that's like obsessively dating almost like the total opposite end of the spectrum Mm. right where it's like maybe they just came off like a breakup or a bad situation and they're just diving right in and they haven't done any self-work to think about the type of person that they want to date, right? Like I think about people that are like serial daters, but they're they're repeatedly dating someone that like treats them badly or that like doesn't, you know, meet them halfway or thing that those types of situations where I feel like in that type of situation, it's like, yeah, you want to focus on like self-worth in that. It's like, you want to make sure whoever you are going to date, they're deserving of you, you as a person, your time, your energy, all of the rest and that you feel good in that relationship. I feel like that's the only scenario where you get to say that where you yeah. are like someone that's like, you are so in tune with like who you are as a human, the type of person that you want to be with, like, and you're not going to settle. So it's like, you are the best version of yourself. Also, given the fact that you're saying like, I'm constantly trying to like, better myself and evolve and grow and just like, feel good in my body and my skin and all of the rest. So that way, like, when I do meet re- meet the right person, I already know the person I'm looking for, right? You mm-hmm. can't date someone I feel like effectively if you're like, I have no sense of self and you have such a strong self sense of self. So it's again, a projection. Yeah. The theme. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, I get it. Like people are trying to be nice and be helpful. And it's, I think part of it too, is that it like, 
Like if I'm working on myself, then I could be distracted in the plight of trying to find a significant other, you know, I can kind of take my mind off of it, but it's like, I can do lots of things. I can focus on my career and focus on my mental health and focus on my physical health and focus on my friendships. And like, I can do all of those things. So I don't have to like be distracted working on myself. Like I can manage. Yeah continuing manage just fine <laughs> yeah while also having a relationship or meeting new people or whatever the case mm. may be so I like I said I get it like people when it's said that way it's it's meant out of the goodness of people's heart but it just reinforces the idea that like I'm not where I need to be right now to be in a relationship which yeah. is fun like that's a shitty feeling and also how right. fuck do I fix that like if that's true <laughs> what right, do I right. Fix? right right yeah what do I think tell me I'm perfect yeah well not just that I mean like no I'm not I know that but it just it yeah it goes back to the idea of like I know some people who are not the best versions of themselves and I mean that out of love you know that they can be doing more or that whatever and they're in relationships and that's great and they should be they deserve to be so why don't I as I am oh yeah right right so That's my third point. Yeah. Um, my third point definitely has to do with being married, but it's also like uh, career focused. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it has to do a lot with like the fitness industry though, to be honest, because I'm, I'm obviously in the fitness industry professionally. And so I don't know if this happens as much in like another career, but it's funny when Ethan and I were like dating or even engaged and stuff, like you're seen as separate entities, right? you have, you know, your house or whatever in common, but the amount of people that have like assumed that like I am, my business is part-time or what I'm doing for work on the whole is like part-time really, and that like Ethan's like the breadwinner or whatever, but I'm like, and and I'm not going to talk about like specific financials obviously at all, but it's like this weird assumption that like I have to get my husband's approval on things that I do like for my business or Mm. with time off or working more, it's kind of mind blowing because I'm like, what year is this? Right. 1964. Like, yeah. And like my my mom is very independent. Like, I think I just grew up with that, you know, expectation of like, you need to always be able to support yourself as an individual. And that's something that is very, very important to me. So like when I signed up to work with a business coach, like that's a big investment. Like that was my choice. Like anything I've done for my business, anything I've done work-wise, like of course there's conversations you have with like big life choices with your significant other. That's always important, but it's never like when people, and I feel sad for other women, honestly, I've talked to that like need their significant others, like approval. Sign off on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sign off on things. And I'm grateful because Ethan has like always been my number one supporter in my business. And like, I just... I'm realizing like that is something that like I'm very fortunate for and it's not always the case, but yeah. there's nothing more annoying than like, and it's honestly, I feel like from other, like, I mean, that's not, it's honestly both men and women that like, I've kind of had these like weird conversations with where it's like, I'm not just like working out for fun. <laughs> like yeah. my business like, is so much is... more of that. And it's yeah. like a full-time job. It is a fucking full-time job that I work my ass off for. And that's the, I think that kind of ties into kids, right? Like, my business is still like it's you know three and a half years in the making Mm -hmm. that's still pretty fresh but it's like I have poured 
every, you know, so much into this and it's something I care. So, so like my business is my baby. Mm-hmm. So I'm not ready to be at that point where I'm ready to, you know, give up, you know, I have, I have make so much time for, of course, like my family and friends and like things that I want to do, but like, it's still like, that's my main focus right now. And I'm not ready to like, let go of, you know, any of that or like yeah. kind of divvy up time. And, um, yeah. So I think, and I think a lot of married women probably deal with that, right. It's like that assumption, like the woman's going to take care of the kids or it's the assumption that like the woman's going to cut back on her career. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Like that's how I feel. That. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, that think- should be a decision with that couple, whatever feels best for them. Right. But it, oh, it's, we need again, let go of like the assumptions that, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, what you're doing is being selfish, but that word has a negative yes. connotation, yes. but I'm you're not being, being selfish. <laughs> right. And like, you know what it is that you want to do, you know what you want to spend your time in and that's okay. You're choosing not to prioritize other things, but you don't yes. owe it to anybody else other than to Ethan truthfully of what you want to spend your time on and pour your time into and what you want mm-hmm. to take up your time. But people don't seem to understand that because they abide under, you know, these like traditional timeline ideas. And what do you mean? You don't want to have kids. Like I, maybe I do, but I want to be able to do, I want to be selfish while I can be selfish. And I feel that way a a lot too. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I feel that way a lot too. Like even I, I like, sometimes I have one of my really good girlfriends is also single and, you know, we'll go to dinner and talk about it. And we'll talk about how I right now am able to be as selfish as I mm-hmm. possibly want to be. If I want to yes. get up and go rent an Airbnb somewhere away for yes. a month, I can do that. If I want to, like I can do, and I yes. do literally anything that it is that I want to do. And at one point that won't be the case. Like I will have an SO that, right. I, you know, I have to have those conversations with and right. at some point I'll have kids and I won't be able to be selfish and that'll be great. That'll be where I'm at in my yes. life but we talk about how it'll be funny when we're at that stage in life and we look back and we're like yeah we were as selfish yes. and I did everything that I possibly yeah possibly could there are people my age that have kids now that love their life and are and that's yeah. wonderful but because it was the right time for that it was the right you know time I mean? for people, that yeah. yeah but for me I'm like well even like obviously right. yes I would love to meet someone and be in a relationship and whatever all that stuff and I'm like do I want to have kids right now um, absolutely fucking no. not. I'm not, I'm not done being selfish. Not I'm done not being done selfish, doing, yeah. and that might change sooner than I expect, or that might change later than I expect. So that's fine, but I'm allowed yeah. to do that. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to decide that your business is your priority right now. Right. That's what you want to pour your energy into for the next five, 10, 15, however long it ends. Yeah. Up. That's your decision to make. No one else can make that for you. But I think people don't see it that way and like to be honest I think if you were to push yourself into having kids right now despite your priority wanting to be your business and you wanting to be selfish and and focusing on that you're really just harming yourself and your relationship and your relationship with your kids because you're not allowing yourself the space to be selfish and do what you need to and you're abiding by people's ideas of what you should be doing right now. And then you're in a situation where you're resentful. That really is, you know, exactly what comes down to. And if you have the benefit of not having to do that, have kids or, you know, change up what your lifestyle is. Right. Right. And I think that's what it all comes down to, right? It's like, it's okay to be selfish and we need to normalize that. Like, you know, if I, and I think we're both in that era right now where it's like, whether you're single or not, it's like, I'm in, I 
same idea. Like if I want to go take a trip somewhere, like I can, or Ethan, I can, mm-hmm. like it's, I really appreciate like, you know, we just bought a house last year. That's a huge commitment. Yep. And like the fact that I'm like, okay, that was a big, that was a big life, you know, milestone. So it's like, I'm going to enjoy like yeah. the fact that we only been married for two years and we just bought this house. And like, if I want to travel and like, we've had so much going on that I'm like, I just like you said would like the opportunity to continue being selfish in a way that like suits me and my relationship Mm -hmm. and like I want to be with my friends and like you know work out and like leave my house and come back at the times I want like those types of things like I don't take for granted because I do have friends that have kids and you know it's like I those are the things I'm like mentally thinking about all the time yeah. because I don't want to take those things for granted now so that way if I do decide to have kids down the line I can look back and say like you lived your life yep. and to the fullest and you're still going to live your life right when you have kids like of you're course still living your life of hopefully course. to the fullest but it's like it's at a point where you're like it I'm looks different. different yeah yes it looks different and you're like I just want to feel like that's the right decision like you said without pressure it's solely coming from what feels right in also like your body and mm-hmm. like all the rest yeah 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 for sure for sure well those are some three feisty points. <laughs> three we did give that feisty it's things. Gonna be, yeah. It's going to be feisty. It's going to be feisty. Yeah. Um, on a more positive note, we can kind of wrap up from here, but I figured I'd share this like lighter point. So episode one, we obviously talked about Arelli who wrote the podium for me when I had poison ivy. So she took my class yesterday and I was dying laughing because she was like, Jen, I was listening to you and Gabby's podcast on the way over. And then we were talking about makeup and Sephora and she was like, She's like, I have a background in makeup. She's like, I'll help you too. Oh She's my like, God. This is I was perfect. Like, so we're going to have to have Aurelia on and give us like a contour session. Yeah. <laughs> like, get, or like advice in general. Also, like skincare products. Yes. I'm like, overwhelmed with how much there is out there available. So yeah. that'll be perfect. See, this is I was like, there's people the out there to help us. Yeah. There's people they, out there to help us. Yeah, we're basically, <laughs> this is actually just a cry for help every single <laughs> week. <laughs> it's Jen and I saying, help. <laughs> help um and everybody <laughs> a different thing that we need help with we have uh, with yeah uh, <laughs> oh that's fine oh perfect see yeah exactly yeah. we might not be getting sponsorships it. but we're getting <laughs> offers from our friends <laughs> to help us to make it she's like exactly. I will make sure that your face does not look like the size of the moon we're like thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is good uh, that is good, good oh, talk good that was talk. good that was good. I, mean, I might wrap every episode saying that. That was good. If we're not encouraging ourselves, who will be? That's my life motto. I'm like, you know what? If I'm not gassing myself up, then who the fuck will? Mm-hmm. So you have to be your biggest cheerleader in life. I fully, fully believe that. Don't wait for someone else to be your cheerleader. You got to like, you'll be waiting be all your day. Biggest cheerleader. You'll be waiting all day. You'll be waiting. waiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Until, until next time. Until next time. Bye. Move girls out. <laughs> Bye.